Welcome to another special Edge of NFT Asia Roadshow edition, where we take you on a global journey to the outer edge of innovation and digital identity, collections, food, fashion, and even phones. First, we catch up with our friends from Mochaverse and find out how they plan to reinvent digital identity while also creating a robust reward program on web-free steroids. Then, we travel to Seoul and Singapore, where we connect with some early and emerging Web3 pioneers shaping the future of food, fashion, and digital collectibles. You'll hear from Luca Nat, CEO of Pudgy Penguins, on their incredible successful toy drop, as well as the founder of a viral blockchain-powered food rating app. In addition, we catch up with G-Money and hear his perspective on the intersection of fashion and Web3. And sticking with this theme, you'll then meet the team behind a luxury Web3 phone brand. Lastly, we go full circle and chat with the founder of a Web3 company that connects physical products to digital identities and has been used by Puma and Mochaverse to close out this special guest-packed episode. You won't want to miss it. Welcome to the Edge of NFT, the podcast created by Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger, the podcast that brings you the top 1% of Web3 today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts of the business side and also the human element of how Web3 is changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. All right, welcome back to our special new recurring segment, the Mocha Moment. We're catching up with the team at Mochaverse on a monthly basis, given the breadth and depth of this special growing ecosystem. For those that don't know, Mochaverse is the Inamocha brand's membership NFT collection of 8,888 unique beings. They call them the Mochas. They are building the world's largest Web3 identity, past and culture and entertainment, empowering personal growth, partner project growth, and the growth and adoption of Web3 in general. And for full disclosure, our parent company, Edge of Company, lies within the Mochaverse ecosystem. And this is a regular segment um, as part of our media partnership. So today, I'm really excited that we have Gojo Satoshi, who's the marketing lead of Mochaverse and the marketing director in Mocha Brands. Gojo came from a creative advertising agency background with over 10 years of marketing and branding consulting experience. He was most recently the head of marketing of the NFT marketplace, and before that, head of brand of a crypto exchange. Now he's all about crafting the right story for Mochaverse, building the largest Web3 identity pass for culture and entertainment. He also knows how to throw a really great party, which I got to experience in Singapore, where I got this dope hat that I'm rocking as well. It has an RFD tag, and he's rocking that as well. So, Gojo, great to have you on the show. There's a lot to cover from your recent... Thanks for having me. Man, there's so much to talk about here. We've got the $20 million investment round. We've got these Mocha IDs. We've got other stuff, too, to cover. But first, how you doing? It was great to see you in Singapore. Thanks for building some Mocha community and having us over at that event. Sold out. A lot of FOMO, but we had a great time. Thanks, Josh. Glad you liked the party in Singapore. And yeah, it was a hell of a party. Thanks for the kind words on the 20 million. It's certainly a strong vote of confidence from the investors on what we've been building and what we have been experimenting basically in the past few months. So to us, the vision has always been super clear and same for the team, which is really to build the largest ecosystem, largest Web3 identity pass for, you know, culture and entertainment segment. And with the new capital right now, we can even be bolder and even more aggressive on growing the project on all fronts. So basically that includes product development, the partnership side, marketing channels and community and more. And our latest focus right now for those who haven't been following us is the Mocha ID. So it's really our approach to build on-chain identities in the form of .mocha DID, which I'm sure we'll talk a lot more about later. Super excited about the project, being part of the project, and can't wait to show the world what we're building. Yeah, man, you guys have been busy. But let's start with something more simple. Tell us about this cool swag, right? So I got this hat. And I've been playing around with it. You can tap on it with your phone. This was a collaboration with a really cool company that I just happened to interview them actually a week before in Seoul. 
So I met with the founder, awesome. Calvin. They've done a huge collection with Puma. These guys are crushing it with some great technology. What does Tapping on the Hat do if you happen to be around someone that's part of the Mocha family? Yeah, so it's our basically first digital merch collection that we roll out in Mocha 2049 event. So basically here, oh man, you should have kept the stickers and that's really for the culture. And this is where the NFC chip really lies. So basically you use your phone and tab it here and you can claim an NFT, which is this mole cap visual and it will be an nft itself and basically once you claim this nft we will provide like a digital experience for people for for the mocap holders and in the future we will be dropping exclusive benefits or in real life perks for holders so for example right after the singapore 2049 we had given away one championship tickets to mocap holders for free so keep the hat keep the mocap nfts and you know look out for more surprises all right but it still works without the sticker right like i didn't completely well, as long up. as you claim the cap before you throw away the stickers okay cool cool i think i'm good but we'll figure it out yeah, we'll figure it, it out yeah <laughs> so let's talk about the investment round it was led by cmcc global and a lot of other interesting folks we talked yeah. about sort of the big vision here and what I've sort of come to understand from getting to know the team and sort of having a chance to experience the ecosystem, a lot of that vision comes to us in terms of gaming and entertainment. Maybe you can kind of elaborate on that aspect of Mochaverse? Yeah, for sure. So basically, we're trying to build Mochaverse almost like the L1 kind of empowerment layer across culture and entertainment. And that's what really the Animoca Brands ecosystem has been focusing on. And how we're doing this, we're building this loyalty points program where we'll integrate with different portfolio companies within the ecosystem. And we have been doing it in season one already with Mokana Odyssey campaign. So we've been doing it with Game with really cool kind of Mokaverse hoop game. And then we also did it with Biker and Dustland. So that's really the approach that we're trying to get at. And when you think about it, Gaming and culture and entertainment is probably the most retail-facing pillars in Web3 and probably the easiest way to onboard the crypto-curious and Web2 crowd. So this is really where we're focusing on and trying to target with Mobiverse. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, right? Outer Edge, LA, we really kind of doubled down on this intersection of gaming, entertainment, and culture this year. And that's where we see the most traction as well. That's where people are excited it's one thing to sort of have these tools available for digital art and for PFP projects and to have the infrastructure, but it's a whole other thing to experience it from a consumer lens. And at the end of the day, I think it's part of being human is we like to consume things and those tend to be sort of things that we watch or listen to or games, right? Exactly. So that makes a lot of sense. So part of this mass adoption approach, and, and you guys have been quite clever about this. I'm sort of trying to understand what's going on here behind the scenes. I don't really get that much more than everyone else is this buzz around Mocha IDs, right? So I've claimed mine. I've shared some with some friends. We're going to announce a pretty cool contest for our audience. But what are some of the unique privileges that await Mocha ID holders as they journey through the immersive realm of Mochaverse? Like I mentioned earlier, right? So Mocha ID is really our approach to try to build and tackle the concept of on-chain or digital identity. So Mocha ID will become the on-chain identity for the participants within the Mochaverse ecosystem. So there's an analogy I love to use when I explain Mocha ID concept is think of Mocha ID is like your passport plus your club membership card combined in one card, in one pass. So not only really it reflects your identity with that unique .mocha DID, and that's basically your legal or your passport name where people will recognize you with, but it also you can earn loyalty points passively. So for even more benefits when you engage in different activities or engagement uh, within the Mochaverse ecosystem. So it's exactly like a frequent fly program, but for Web3 and not only limited to you know airlines experiences. 
like a really good frequent flyer program, not like Spirit Airlines. Like it's a high end <laughs> frequent flyer program. Got it. Exactly. Like a one world, like premium kind of like frequent flyer program. And imagine going to a restaurant for food or, you know, playing games and not just flying airlines or traveling to earn points, right? And these points you can also redeem with a lot more, you know, different real life benefits and utilities with those points. So that's really the beauty of it. And really by engaging within the ecosystem, you're not only earning the points passively, and that's because we're so early in Web3, you're building reputation and you're building influence along the way. And the more you engage, the more you build your network, the more you earn and the stronger the network effect you will, you know, start building within the space. So really, Mocris has always been this kind of ecosystem play. So we're trying to expand it bigger than ever and with Mocha ID really as the first step. Because when you think about it, we launched the Mochaverse NFT in the beginning. And like you said, in the very beginning of the video, it's only like 8,888 NFTs. So we can only reach that many with that finite amount of NFTs. But with Mocha ID, we can reach a lot more users. And that means bigger network effect. And that means bigger net collective value that we're all co-creating. And that's a win for everyone. It's not really dilutive, but then it's, when you think about it, it's like an ecosystem expansion play. And that's what we're trying to do, achieve with uh, Mocha ID. It's really like one world airline program unhinged with the types of benefits that these airlines would love to have, but it's complicated in a web two world to negotiate all these agreements, to get all this yeah. input from all of these different community members where you guys have the flexibility to sort of do whatever you want without sort of the same bumpers, right? So it could be hundreds of partners and it could be all these things that people already want to do. I think that's what makes a good rewards program is you're not incentivizing them to do something they didn't want to do. You're just adding gas to what they already sort of wherever they want to go. Get this extra benefit while you're doing what you already love. And those are the airlines programs and planes programs that I enjoy. And it sounds like you're going in that direction. That's really cool. So on another note, you also just announced a partnership with Favor. And I downloaded the app. I checked it out. I sort of updated my profile like you asked me to awesome. to sort of flex my mochas. <laughs> but honestly, I'm still jet lagged. I have a lot going on. I haven't actually digested what Favor is all about. So break it down for me and for our audience. Yeah, sure thing. So Favor is probably the biggest kind of decentralized social app within the Lens protocol, within the Lens ecosystem right now. So basically, they're incentivizing you to create, to interact, to socialize you know, on the app. So I think the foundation of this partnership is really built on the mutual dedication to build out Web3 social and on-chain identities with uh, Favor. And once you're on the app, you can see the profiles in nature is either .lens or .favor, or recently they adopted you know .cyber, which is CyberConnect. So if they're big on kind of uh, digital identities and also decentralized kind of social interaction. So Basically, our first step with them is onboarding the Mochaverse NFT collection to the app so that people can now connect their Mocha NFTs and basically flex their muscle that, hey, I own a Mochaverse NFT. And now there's like a limited time offering for those who connected the NFTs and now they can earn favorite cred and favorite points at a multiplier within a limited time. And really to grow, amplify and grow the Web3 social pie together. And I guess a little bit of alpha, like here is obviously the next step, as you can tell, because, you know, Mocha ID will be appear in the form of Dot Mocha. We hopefully will see, you know, Dot Mocha being integrated into the favorite app very soon. Yeah. I was going to ask, it seemed like the direction you're heading there and. I will say that Mocha has a nice ring to it as an extension. We'll yes. leave it there. That's not all the news. It's like you guys, you're so busy building. I love it. You also yeah. just announced a big collaboration with Rarible, Create Mocha Mart. I'm really curious what inspired this program and how is this custom marketplace different than other marketplaces that are out there? Basically, we launched Mocha Mart, I think a few months back already. But I think what's new is that very reward program. And I can touch on the, the incentives on the Mocha Mart first because 
there's really two main reasons why we need, needed to build our custom marketplace is because of security reasons and also better integration into our ecosystem. So first, we obviously in this space, we see a lot of scam collections and imposters and obviously shady OTC trades. And we always put our community first when we think of different user experience and product. So building this mobile mart with Rarible really is to provide a safe haven for our true fans or for our community to really interact and trade with a peace of mind. Secondly, when you go to a mobile mart, you can actually see instead of just trades and price, full price, you can see the XP count. So that's the beauty of Mocha Mart is it automatically reflects the Mocha XP per Mocha. So you have a way better visibility of what you're purchasing and you can make a way more informed decision when you ape into a Mocha. So it's not driven by only the full price or the trades that you love. Yeah, that's great. I didn't realize that Mocha Barn actually started a while back. It definitely caught my attention with the new program, but I think exactly. that was that's the whole that's the goal, that's right? The whole idea. Uh, yeah, exactly. So so it worked. You understand how us consumers are busy zombies, but eventually like we wake up and like, oh, that's really exciting. But I think to your point, these are key parts of a marketplace now because the generic one size fits all marketplace We've seen the challenges with it from a creative royalties perspective to just the overwhelming amount of stuff on there and then not having the custom sort of features for specific collections that are relevant. And you mentioned some other perks. So it's really cool and excited to sort of see that partnership evolve and just really excited about everything you guys have going on and Before we sort of close out, I know you've been working really hard on an exciting event coming up in Hong Kong. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Of course, we are actually going to announce the safety date and more details, I think, fully within this week. But what we're doing is we're co-hosting a side event in early November, which we will be hosting the side event around Hong Kong FinTech Week and also Fest. The whole objective of this side event is to onboard Web2 users onto Web3. So it will be a big side event open for public instead of just holders. Obviously, holders will have a different unique privileges if they attend. And it will be a Web3 kind of experience showcase where two audiences and other Web3 communities can go to different booths and experience different projects and we booked a venue that's big enough to host 4,000 people. So we're going big on different experiences and audience. And we will have, as usual, a party theme. So we will hire like 100 DJs to perform in our show and make sure Web3 or Web2 people or retail crowd can enjoy themselves in our event. But more details will be coming, I think, within this week or in the next couple of days. Yeah, that sounds really exciting, man. And looking forward to hearing how that goes. And hopefully even yeah. coming out there myself, I have such a crazy travel schedule, but I already have the FOMO. So we'll see. You never know. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> I'll hop on another plane after going to Dubai next week. I know you have so much going on. Really appreciate your time and spending some time with our audience, sort of letting people know all this cool stuff, cooking. Also, thanks for your generosity or thanks to the whole team. Because excited to announce that our listeners are going to get 50 Mocha IDs hot off the press. It pays to be early, right? We know that in Web3. So we're going to announce all sorts of fun ways that you'll have a chance to earn these Mocha IDs and share that with our audience. And again, if you don't know and you're just tuning in, Mocha IDs will provide unique privileges and bonuses to holders using Mocha versus reward system. Think of it as an airline's reward program on steroids, Web3 steroids. It's going to be a lot of fun. I just want to quickly add that with the 50 Mocha IDs, we really wanted to design the Mocha ID program to be inclu- as inclusive as possible, but we are starting it exclusive. So those 50 Mocha IDs will be distributed in the form of invite codes. Right now, before the actual mint day, we're only giving out to the invite codes to Mocha holders and close partners. So such as uh, Edge in this case. So basically, you have to have the invite codes to be eligible to reserve a Mocha ID spot where you can have priority access to calling dips on your favorite Mocha ID name. So 
Gojo.mocha doesn't get taken or, you know, Gojo Satoshi.mocha won't be taken by someone else. So that's the exclusiveness and the invite codes will evolve into something more referral model-like. So after Mint, we can still use the invite codes as a referral code. So basically, if you refer someone using the invite code, you get part of the attribution from that person. So in other words, the more active your referee is, basically you as a referrer will earn more points from him or her. So we have been advising our community to really be wise when you give out these invite codes. And Edge has been a great partner of you know, Mokuverse. And that's why we think these invite codes are in good hands with Edge. Very cool. Well, you heard it, listeners. If you want to have a chance to get one of these invite codes, make sure you're going to do something with it. Participate in the community. Don't just put this on the shelf and let it get dusty, right? So let's do this opportunity justice if you do decide to apply. I appreciate all that really cool context. Well, Gojo, great to hang out with you and learn more about what's happening in the world of Molkana. I'm sure we'll have lots of fun things to talk about in just another month. Amazing. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So everyone, as we wrap up this edition of Mocha Moment, just be sure to mark your calendars for future blockchain summit at Dubai Harbor, where you can explore the future of Web3 technology, blockchain and gaming firsthand, October 15th to the 18th. It's going to be a lot of fun. Gojo, will I see you or the Mochaverse team there? Right now, Hong Kong is our top priority, so I will FOMO in Hong Kong. All right, fair enough. Owls, make sure you hear about it. But definitely, if you're a Mochaverse holder or an Edge of NFT fan, come say hi. I'll be there October 10th through the 20th. Hope to see some of you. And really excited to hang out with One Inch, Binance Circle, Sui. Bunch of folks will be in Dubai. There's a lot going on internationally, and we try to cover it all. And also look forward to your event in Hong Kong. So thanks again for hanging out. Thanks, Josh. You have questions about blockchain? Like, how big of a block can you chain without throwing out your back? Or if you received that chain letter, how did you block it? And does blockchain taste better, barbecued or deep fried? <laughs> Luckily, you don't have to ponder these quandaries alone anymore because Blockchain Training Alliance is here to answer them and also train you in real world blockchain issues that will impact your business's bottom line and oriented future forward along the ley lines of the most important tech humanity has perfected since harnessing atomic energy. If you're into those sorts of things, Blockchain Training Alliance is a top leader in the field, counting among its clients IBM, Microsoft, Disney, Morgan Stanley, and many more, and offering a wide array of technical and non-technical courses. Whether you're a computer neophyte training for an incredible career in this new space, or a coding expert honing your skills, Blockchain Training Alliance will help you steer your ship home safely, filled with treasure. <laughs> Arg. So hurry and sign up for the Blockchain Training Alliance course that best fits your needs at blockchaintrainingalliance.com. Use discount code EDGEOF for 50% off and start your next block today. You have questions about blockchain? Like, how big of a block can you chain without throwing out your back? Or, have you received that chain letter? How did you block it? And does blockchain taste better, barbecued, or deep fried? <laughs> Luckily, you don't have to ponder these quandaries alone anymore, because Blockchain Training Alliance is here to answer them, and also train you in real-world blockchain issues that will impact your business's bottom line and oriented future forward along the ley lines of the most important tech humanity has perfected since harnessing atomic energy. If you're into those sorts of things, Blockchain Training Alliance is a top leader in the field, counting among its clients IBM, Microsoft, Disney, Morgan Stanley, and many more, and offering a wide array of technical and non-technical courses. Whether you're a computer neophyte training for an incredible career in this new space, or a coding expert honing your skills, Blockchain Training Alliance will help you steer your ship home safely, filled with treasure. <laughs> so hurry and sign up for the Blockchain Training Alliance course that best fits your needs at blockchaintrainingalliance.com. Use discount code EDGEOF for 50% off and start your next block today. 
Hi everyone, Josh Krieger, co-host of Edge of NFT, live at Token 2049 with none other than Luca Nats. Great to have you on the show finally, brother. Great to have me. I'm happy to be here. Dude, you have done so much for the industry in terms of Pudgy Penguins. For those that don't know at home, Luca leads the NFT collection of 8,888 adorable penguins. He took over in April of 2022, yep. revived the project from pretty rocky tasks, but that's kind of the nature of what three and sort of emerging technology and expand into the physical world with pudgy toys amassing over 500k in sales within two days on amazon not too shabby really the visionary leader of a transcending brand and i went to your website recently and you definitely are sort of reshaping the narrative around sort of digital collectibles i was really inspired by the language that you use to talk about pudgy penguins and i think a lot of it has to do with your past and how you look at the power of Web3. So maybe you can just sort of give us your perspective. You get in the door, you start sort of looking at what the potential is with Pungy Penguins, and then you get to this sort of incredible toy release. Walk us through how you sort of made those decisions to get there. Yeah, I think the writing on the wall for us was you have to build a real business and you have to meet the consumer where they currently are. And I don't think digital collectibles are in a place where the masses are ready to get involved. And so how do you get them familiar with this technology in a non-invasive way. And so I think a content strategy, a physical product strategy, a storytelling strategy is really the things that we're looking at, what Disney and Sanrio are already doing. And then how do you leverage blockchain and Web3 to do things better? I think a lot of companies today sell things on the blockchain and think they're a Web3 company. And I think that's a mistake. I think building in Web3 versus building in Web2 is leveraging your community who has this aligned incentive in this token model or in this NFT model that basically ties the success of both businesses between brand and consumer in a way that was never possible before. And so for us is how do we meet Disney and Sanrio where they are, but how do we leverage this diehard community who has this aligned incentive in this NFT, which is kind of like our first edition Pokemon Pokemon card to kind of achieve success. And so that's kind of how we're looking at things, very much looking at it from a traditional lens. I think the era of extracting liquidity from your community and leveraging them to make you rich is over. I think the day of taking the consumer and making them a participant is here. And that's really our vision for Budgie Penguins. Excellent. And walk me through sort of how the demographics of your community have shifted, right? Because I envision the early community, similar to our audience, 28 to 35, predominantly male, tech-centric, loves crypto and blockchain. How has your audience evolved? And how do you sort of make that bridge happen to this mainstream audience that loves just these adorable penguins? Yeah, I think no matter your demographic, whether you're in Asia or you're 60 years old or 50 years old or in America or you're a man or woman or identify in the middle, I think everybody understands the concept of family. And I think Pudgy Penguins is here to unite the family and bring them together around this common consensus around blockchain and Web3. Blockchain and Web3 to really win can't be a thing for the 28 and 35-year-old boy and man or maybe even you know the sub-segment of women who decide to come into the space. It has to be a space for everybody. If blockchain is truly going to win, it has to be a consumer-facing product. And consumer-facing products are not marginalized to one small finite demographic. I think there's been a bro culture in crypto up until this point, and I think we're really here to change that. Excellent. Yeah, I gotta say, I was checking out your Instagram recently. Some of my team, Audrey, shared with me a really cute comic about a penguin that went to sleep for a power nap and woke up at 2am freaking out. Yeah. And I was like, that's me! But that's so many people across the world that we like oversleep those power naps and like, ah, if I still go out, what do I do? It's pretty funny. You have a great editorial team there working on all that type of stuff. So Thank you. Kudos there. Shout um, out Peter. Shout out Peter. So why Asia? Like how does Asia fit into sort of the Pudgy Penguin ecosystem? We're here in Asia. There's a lot of activity outdoors. It took a long time for us to sort of meet here in the interview room because of the crowds. Yeah. What does Asia mean to the ecosystem? I think Asia is a huge focus for us. And if you understand the total addressable market of just characters in general, cute is really the one with the highest TAM. And if you understand cute IP and you understand Asian culture, you understand that cute IP permeates and dominates Asian culture. There's an interesting fact that most people don't really talk about. The Pudgy Penguins are the number one cute IP on the blockchain. It is the number one cute character in this space. And so as a cute character, understanding Asian culture and how cute characters basically dominate this entire region, I would be irresponsible to not come here. Makes sense. So what's next? Man, it's actually funny you bring it up, but in the next couple of weeks, we have a couple of huge announcements 
system's coming. I won't really allude to it, but I think in its fundamental purposes, it kind of doubles down on what we just talked about. I think these announcements are about breaking barriers, about bringing blockchain to the masses, and ultimately changing the narrative around NFTs, which right now is not a good one. And so you guys will see, but around September 26th, September 27th, Pudgy Penguins will make some noise, and I think it will kick off a really huge moment. And when you hear that news, go out and support. We'll need everyone's support on this one. All right. We'll get the word out on social, and we'll have to have you back on to do a deeper vibe on some of these big upcoming milestones. In the meantime, where can people go to learn more about Pudgy Penguins? Man, just follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Keep the notifications on. Like, share the content with your friends. Keep apprised of what we're doing. And then obviously, you can follow me on Twitter, Lucanets, the at Pudgy Penguins on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. Just share it with your friends and enjoy those cute little penguins. Absolutely. Thanks, brother. Appreciate everything you're doing for the space. And Thank you, boss. Thank you. Hi everyone, what's up? Josh Krieger, co-host of Edge of NFT, live in Seoul, Korea, Avalanche House, with my new friend Yuya. We've been really enjoying the food scene in Seoul, but we've had our struggles. And so when I learned about what these guys are building, I had to say hi and, and talk a little bit about it. It's good to have you on the show. Hi, nice to meet you. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about your background and what you're building over with Sarah. Okay, so we're making the food review of Sarah. All right, Yelp or Google Maps which review whole restaurants Sarah focus on each individual dishes so the reason why we made Sarah is we want to we really eat a good meal for in Japan but these kind of other review app is review for the each restaurant so I can't find good meal in Japan so we made the Sarah now are you planning to expand to other countries eventually of course so though Sarah start in Japan but now is worldwide so you can find the best dishes in your country very cool and why did you choose to take advantage of blockchain technology and why avalanche okay so the reason why we chose uh, blockchain is we can put every data in the blockchain if so we can share the every data for the food industry it makes the revolution in the food industry so we choose uh, blockchain and the reason why we avalanche is very fast and easy to customize. Cool. And what kind of traction have you had so far? What have you kind of learned? What kind of insights from putting this in the wild? It must be pretty exciting. It's fun. We have 2 million users and over a million reviews in Japan. But we're going to expand in the world and we increase the more and more reviews in the world. 2 million? Yeah, 2 million in Japan. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's awesome. So, I mean, it really took off. Yeah, thank you. That's cool. What did you learn from um, like how did you scale it so quickly and what kind of feedback have you gotten from people that have used the product? We always communicate with our users so we made a discord group and in this group we always meet up the users and to take a, get the feedback every time so we upgrade the product every time. Cool. Have you got any fun invitations to restaurants now to try their food because your app is so popular? Do you get to eat out a lot more? Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Some of the perks, right? Yeah. And what's on the roadmap? What's coming up next? So for now, we're building the Avalanche Subnet. Our subnet name is Onigiri. It means the rice bowl. And after the release the Onigiri blockchain, we promote the blockchain to the all of the food service and food industry. Very cool. And if people want to learn more about what you're doing, where do they go on the internet and on Twitter? Yeah. Where do they go? My Twitter handle is SKYUYA03. Very cool. Thanks yeah. for hanging out. And thank you. Luck with everything. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for uh, helping people eat better. Yeah, thank you. Hi. We love having listeners like you because you're not only generous, but you're smart and you want to maximize the impact of your generosity. Donating money to help people can be a wonderful and selfless act, but how can you feel confident that your donations are improving or saving lives effectively? You could do weeks of research to find the charities that are out there, programs that they run, how effective those programs are, and how the charity might use your money. Or you could visit GiveWell.org. There, you'll get a short vetted list of the best charities they've found at saving or improving lives per dollar. GiveWell spends over 20,000 hours each year researching charitable organizations and only recommends a few of the highest impact evidence back to charities they found. Here's an example of how we at Edge of NFT make our charitable contributions go super far. Quick search on GiveWell's website, found their maximum impact fund, clicked donate, sent crypto to their address, done. 
Their maximum impact fund distributes quarterly to the charities that they believe will do the most good. Givewell accepts a broad variety of popular tokens and provides a simple way to document your donation. If you've never donated to Givewell's recommended charities before, you can have your donation matched up to $250 before the end of the year or as long as matching funds last. To claim your match, go to givewell.org and pick podcast and enter Edge of NFT at checkout. Make sure they know you heard about Givewell from Edge of NFT to get your donation matched. What's up, everyone? This is Josh Krieger, host of Edge of NFT, live at the Marina Sands during Token 2049, hanging out with G Money. What's going on, man? What's up? How are you? Good to see you, brother. We've been like crossing two ships in the middle of the night in Seoul, and now here. I enjoy all your posts about all your travels. You've been hanging out in Asia and Europe quite a lot the last few seasons. Yeah. What's your perspective from being over here? And I always find like travel opens my eyes and gets me to think clear about right. the future. How's it been for you? I mean, I think it's been good. I think part of the reason why I've been spending so much time in Asia is because I felt underpenetrated to the Asian market. And it's just like, come here. This is my first time in Singapore. Earlier this year was my first time in Seoul. So kind of just trying to go get a feel for the cities before figuring out what an action plan looks like to tackle the Far East. And what have you seen? What are some of your insights from the trip? Let's start with like Europe and then we'll cover uh, Asia. In Europe, I mean, it's just... Same old, same old, I guess. Like, it just have always been aligned with, I think, the European market and understanding it. I think in Asia, it's understanding the culture, understanding, like, local norms, local neighborhoods, because I think there's a lot to be said about learning about cultures in person that you can't learn in a textbook. So that's kind of where I'm at in the journey right now. Makes sense. And so how has that impacted, sir, your roadmap with 9DCC? I'd say it hasn't yet. Just, <laughs> I mean, the digestion. I'm literally taking in all the inputs, figuring out what I like, what I don't like, and then it happens to me organically where I'm like, okay, like this would make sense to me. I want to do this. I want to do that. But it's not one of those things where I come here with an agenda and say, this is what needs to be done. It's like, I'm in the learning portion at the moment. Yeah, I appreciate that. You've always been like a student first and very curious. A lot's changed since you were on our show. I think it's probably about a year ago. Sort of how has your perspective on Web3 evolved? over that time? I think fundamentally it's unchanged. I do think that Web3 Rails, NFT infrastructure is going to be what powers everything over the next 20, 30 years. So the story is still fundamentally the same. I think the way that message gets told and the way adoption happens is probably different, which I would have expected, right? I don't think nothing is ever a linear path. So, Are you changing the language you use in terms of how you communicate about this to your audience and to folks that you meet that don't understand the world of Web3? Yeah, yes and no. I think within people, within the space, I continue utilizing the same language because they know it. But people not in the space, I'd say it's always evolving of between conversations I have and seeing what clicks with people and what doesn't, helping with that framework, right, of describing it to people in a different aspect that if I see that light bulb go off, maybe it's something I remember for the next time. And that's how I iterate on my message. Makes sense. And the digital sort of physical fashion world has always been important to you. You've done a lot in that space and I remember the excitement folks had at the activation you did around Gateway with the t-shirt and whatnot. What have been some of the sort of the highlights in terms of that experience interacting digital and physical fashion and where do you want to go next in that realm? I mean the experience has been awesome. For the time being I want to continue down the same path. I think we've struck on something special. I think the game that we've been able to do has been something that I'm not sure that I've seen anybody else been able to replicate at scale yet at least and like it just is really encouraging because I think every time I do something it's a new experiment right and it's like well I have a hypothesis and I say well I think that this is interesting will other people also find it interesting and kind of go from there cool so in a lot of ways that your approach to co-creation resonates with me with some artists in the space and music that sort of you can find them on mixes with all different artists from all different genres and you've done that in your own way across industries across fashion one of those folks you've worked with a lot is Jeff Staple a living icon in fashion with such a creative long-term perspective as well I can see how you guys mesh together what's it been like working with Jeff and what have you learned from working with him yeah it was great it was really organic it was very easy to work with him and his team and we came up with an idea we had been talking for a while about oh we should do something together and then the collab itself 
team together very quickly. So I was happy with that. And personally, like, we'll see, like, all right, what does this person do really well? What can I learn from them? And I think that's been always one of my strengths, of being able to learn from anybody. Whether they get older or younger, it doesn't necessarily matter. More experience, less experience. I think there's always a lesson to be learned. And I think that working with a legend like Jeff, definitely, like, understanding why he's at where he is because his one is attention to detail on top of his impeccable design taste and, and all that makes sense so speaking of detail traditional sort of collaborations involve a lot of legal a lot of contracts a lot of pre-planning and there's just sort of this impetus in web3 to just co-create and just run with it how do you sort of balance that in terms of finding the right collaborations and sort of dotting the i's and crossing your t's enough to feel comfortable to proceed but still sort of not gripping the wheel too tightly i think it's on a case-by-case basis there's some people that are easy hi we love having listeners like you because you're not only generous but you're smart and you want to maximize the impact of your generosity donating money to help people can be a wonderful and selfless act but how can you feel confident that your donations are improving or saving lives effectively You could do weeks of research to find the charities that are out there, programs that they run, how effective those programs are, and how the charity might use your money. Or you could visit GiveWell.org. There, you'll get a short vetted list of the best charities they've found at saving or improving lives per dollar. GiveWell spends over 20,000 hours each year researching charitable organizations and only recommends a few of the highest impact evidence-backed charities they've found. Here's an example of how we at Edge of NFT make our charitable contributions go super far. Quick search on GiveWell's website, found their Maximum Impact Fund, clicked Donate, sent crypto to their address, done. Their Maximum Impact Fund distributes quarterly to the charities that they believe will do the most good. GiveWell accepts a broad variety of popular tokens and provides a simple way to document your donation. If you've never donated to GiveWell's recommended charities before, you can have your donation matched up to $250 before the end of the year or as long as matching funds last. To claim your match, go to GiveWell.org and pick Podcast and enter Edge of NFT at checkout. Make sure they know you heard about GiveWell from Edge of NFT to get your donation matched. Bigger than others, with Snowfro, we had like a handshake deal from like day one. So, but that also stemmed from the fact that he's a very good friend, and we've had uh, multiple dealings in the past that were not even on handshakes. We had escrowed like punks and given each other loans and whatnot for large figures of money without even knowing each other's real names or phone numbers for that matter. At that point, when we did those things, so I think it's just. On a case by case basis, there's some there's some relationships where you have to you can't move forward unless you have that contract executed. And there's others where you can move forward in good faith and then you go from there. Cool. What gets you excited about like 2024 in terms of the space and your roadmap and just broader in terms of the industry? I'd say I think just adoption, right? Of I think people are building a lot of cool things right now that the seeds of the next bull market are being planted. And so I think we're starting to see that. And what starts the bull market, I really don't know. But at the very least, like I think that you have that opportunity to kind of get a live front row seat from the action. Cool. Let's just cover for a moment gaming and AI. These are two hot topics. What are you doing in sort of the realm of gaming? What are you looking at there? I'm not really not that involved with it. No. And then in AI, have you messed around with it and explored that? I've messed around with AI. I've done a couple like. AI video compilations. I did one for the season finale, series finale of Succession. I was a big fan. So I messed around with AI and I made like an AI video. I messed around with different things on it. I think the tech is really cool. I know it's helped a lot with my creative process so far. And I'm only hoping for it to become much more usable, I think, over time as the tools evolve and mature. You talk a lot about gratitude on your Twitter, which I really vibe with. I think gratitude makes me deal with the ups and downs of our industry a lot. Is there anyone in particular that you haven't necessarily given a shout out before that you're grateful for in terms of them being in your life? I would say probably like my grandparents. I think they've been really had always been like this huge positive influence on me and I don't talk about my personal life all that often on Twitter so probably for that reason but yeah probably my grandparents. Shout out to the grandparents. Thanks man for uh, hanging for a little bit and enjoy the rest of your travels and your time in Asia. All right, thanks.
Hey everyone, we have another episode of the Edge of NFT. Your host here, Richard Carthon. And today, we've got a very special guest. We've got Lena, who is with Virtu and has a really cool and unique phone that they have just dropped here at Token 2049. Lena, how are you doing today? Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. A lot of great energy, a lot of awesome people. Glad to be speaking with you. So, tell us a little bit about Virtu and your experience so far being here at Token 2049. Yeah, actually, we are pretty happy to attend this kind of events here in Singapore. As you you know like virtue is a uk brand and now we are attending this event because we implement actually a new technology to our new models which is web3 yeah and excited to bring this into web3 yes, and exactly. with that you of course you have your new phones that just dropped exactly can you tell us a little bit about those yeah so let me show you maybe our new models yeah. and you can have a look about our specifics sure so here you go you can see the new model we have the first generation and this is the second generation it's still not launched yet it's gonna be on November but this is already in the market and the price are quite like three thousand six hundred dollar it can be even more it depends on the leather the backside of the phones for the new model actually it's a dual system it has two kind of system the Android system and then we have the crypto system okay and you can switch between them just by switching your password so maybe I can show you how does it work yeah for example here you can just enter the password five six six and then you can find the Android system here the Android okay. system and then you can just by another click and then you click for the second here and you switch the password and then you go for the crypto system Wow yes and here you can find all your wallet you can find the depth store and actually the new phone we are using the decentralized operation system actually we are using the MPC wallet that okay. means we're gonna divide your private key on three parts one part is gonna be on the Google Drive one right. part is gonna be on the SE chips and the other part is gonna be on the cloud right yeah so that means it's very secure you don't have to worry about the security and the second thing is that we are using the decentralized model language that means we don't keep your data you don't have to be afraid right. of keeping the data or maybe selling the data you may ask me how you can prove your innocence that we are not selling the data actually because we are using the smart contracts and the smart contracts is controlled by another third party they're gonna check if we are selling your data or doing anything with this data the last thing is the most important feature in this phone and that we didn't have in the first generation is about DAA which means a decentralized AI agent that okay. means you can have your own agents that's gonna be on your service and that agent can solve your own problems that agent can solve all the paperwork if you want to buy the ticket they can reserve for you the ticket if you want to make like a phone call they will make the phone call if you have a problem and you want to chat with someone then they can answer all your questions or wow. give you the, some advices yeah and for that I know it's the AI language but is it a person you can speak with or it's just purely an AI yeah it's within an AI it's wow chat GPT yeah yeah it's on chat GPT yeah. that's really strong that's really yes. awesome two different models you have yes, your, your AI side you have been able to do crypto yeah and for people who are listening in on this where can they go learn for information if they want to order one of these how are they able to do that they can check on the website I can leave my Instagram so you can check all the news and all the models and you can order from me directly or from the website that, that's all fine yeah awesome well we'll yeah. make sure to share that additional information yes. thank you so much for sharing Vertu and thank all these amazing so things for being and, here. Uh, and it's course. a pleasure to have you here in our booth absolutely thank yeah. you thank you so much take care What's up, everyone? Josh Krieger, host of Edge of NFT, live in Seoul, Korea, Abbott House, meeting some new friends and learning about how applications are actually getting done in the real world by an OG in sort of the fashion space. Calvin, nice to meet you. It's great to meet you. So Calvin is the CEO of Legitimate, and they're sort of bridging digital and physical fashion. Maybe tell us a little bit about your background and how you guys got started. Yeah, so I actually entered the crypto space in 2017. I joined a startup called Airswap. We we built one of the first decentralized swap protocols on chain. Cool. So AirSwap was acquired by Consensus in 2019. I actually decided. I AirSwap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on this side, one thing I was really interested in was tokenizing real-world assets. My background, interest-wise, came from a very much streetwear influence, luxury influence upbringing, and I realized that blockchain technology could be very useful for connecting physical products to on-chain identities and experiences. That's how I started Legitimate. Cool. 
and fast forward today, you guys have done some pretty meaningful service partnerships with some big brands. Tell us a little bit about the recent ones. Yeah, so we've worked with multiple streetwear luxury brands over the past few years, all over you know Asia and North America as well. We did something with Ambush and Bright Moments back in May, but most recently we just launched with Puma and Rock Nation to create what we're calling Fidgetal Sneakers. So Fidgetal is the combination of physical and digital. These shoes are being sold in Foot Locker stores all over North America to consumers who, frankly speaking, don't even know that they're leveraging blockchain technology. So walk us through the use case there. When a consumer buys a pair of these shoes, they're called the Mixtape Collection. They can actually scan an NFC chip that's in the tongue of the shoe. And when the consumer scans that, they unlock this digital experience. Behind the scenes, they unlock a digital collectible. But what happens is we actually enable token-gated access to content and entertainment. So there's a mixtape that was curated by Rock Nation. 14 exclusive tracks that nobody's ever heard of before. The only way you can access that is by scanning the tag on this shoe. So if I want my friend to have a chance to listen to this, can he scan my shoe tag or is it a one-time use? After you've unlocked it, your friend can scan it, but it will say that this mixtape belongs to XYZ. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So if they want to have the original, they have to then go ahead. Right, right. The crazy thing is you can't share any of this content. It's all gated to the actual product itself. You have to scan the shoe to so, access it. So keep the shoes in good shape. <laughs> yep. You want your friends to yep. have a chance. Yep. Or you just cut the tag off, I guess. Yeah, you could cut the tag off, but ultimately you destroy the shoe in the process. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, your heads aren't going to do that. Right. That's cool, man. What's on your roadmap? What's next? What have you learned from doing all these collaborations? So our name's legitimate. We really started off as a company that was really trying to tackle the counterfeit problem in the streetwear and luxury space. Yeah. $500 billion plus dollar industry. It's a big deal. It's a big deal, but what we've actually realized is a lot of these worldwide brands, they say they care about authenticity and counterfeit, and I'm sure they do, but what really gets their minds thinking, what really gives them the incentive to leverage this technology is storytelling and content. And that's the fundamental shift in sort of how we approach brands and how we work with brands. Is we don't start the conversation off with authenticity. We started off with engaging with consumers, telling the brand story and telling the campaign story. That's cool. So you, do they help with the creative? Is it like a co-creative process there? It's a very in-depth co-creative process. So we obviously operate as a B2B SaaS company. We call it B2B Pass protocol as a service. We also offer creative consultancy services as well. Cool. Well, great meeting you. Excited to sort of see what you guys have cooking. I'm going to keep following you. Where do people go to learn more about Legitimate and some of your collaborations, how they can work with Yeah, it's legitimate.tech is our website. We're on all social media platforms as Legitimate Tech. Right on. Thanks for hanging out. Pleasure, Ben. This special Edge of NFT Asia Roadshow Tour Edition is sponsored by our friends at Casper Association. They oversee the evolution of the Casper Network, a blockchain supporting innovative tech giants as well as decentralized applications and platform, and featuring both upgradable smart contracts and predictable gas fees. They also have a great new show called Casper Blockchain Podcast. You can check out on Spotify or by visiting casper.network and clicking on news. Okay, we've reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs today. Thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on this starship, so invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to iTunes right now, rate us, and say something cool. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. The views and opinions expressed on Edge of NFT reflect solely those views and opinions of the show hosts and its guests. Please make sure to do your own research. Our show is not financial advice. You understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk. Whenever making financial decisions, we recommend doing your own research and talking to your accountant for financial advice. From time to time, we may feature sponsored content on the show for which we receive value, and we may share links for which we receive a commission if you make a purchase through one of those links. Refer to our website, www.edgeofnft.com for our full disclaimer, terms and conditions, and privacy policy.